0: Amen. amen. Jesus, amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you. What a great word. Well, we just thank you, Father. Let's go on to part two. Open your Bibles now to... Um, where's my glasses? I'm doing anything. Part two. Oh, yeah, I've got like 45 minutes and you've given me 15. That's not fair. That's not Everyone go, sorry for me. Oh, praise the Lord. Let's just, um, we'll do like a part two mini, mini uh, series. How's that? We'll pick that up when I come back from America. 1 Kings 17. 1 Kings 17. It's going to be, it's actually going to dovetail. It's going to show us where we're at. And in the prayer this morning, I felt uh, in my spirit impressed, or I heard in my spirit a great commissioning. Um, today there would be a calling up and a uh and a releasing of maybe a new anointing a vision god will begin to speak to you in a new way he will refresh you of what was laid dormant and perhaps even uh deposit something new in you today and so uh father in the name of jesus we thank you for the part two in uh today's sermon so 1 kings 1 kings, 1 kings 17 1 kings 17 And I just wanted to take you through two sections of the call. Two sections of the travelling of the call. Because when you start a project, it is good, it's wonderful, but you've got to go through the process to get to the other side for the full full measure. Say full full measure. The full measure of what God has planned for you. The assignment that he has born or put in your heart to accomplish while you're on this earth. You've all got an assignment. You've all got a purpose. You're not just here to pay the bills. You know that, don't you? You're here for, to fulfill a, a heavenly assignment. And so here we see Elijah. He's got a heavenly assignment. And you know, if you've, we've read in James where if we, we, he was just like a man like us. But he was faithful and he was powerful in his prayers. The prayer of a righteous man avails much. And it gives you much power to accomplish what it is sent to do. And in Elijah's day, he was assigned to overthrow Jezebel. He was assigned to overthrow and to confront Baal worshippers, And we're in this season. We're in this day and hour where we're bringing back a purity to the, to the worship of, of Jesus Christ. Amen. And so Elijah's assignment was to throw, overthrow Jezebel. So what did he do? He proclaimed a drought. In his prayer, he declared, At my word, there shall be no rain until I decide it's to rain again. And, of course, then it started to dry up. Uh, God began to watch over his word to perform it. So let's start reading from 1 Kings 17, chapter 2. And Elijah, the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead, said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives whom, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. And we know in James there was a three-year drought. So this was a three-year process. We go to read the word and sometimes it's just like that and we think it happened just like that. But I want you to see the process here. See the process of what God did with him to get into that place of fulfilling his assignment. Okay? Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, Get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook Cherith. Say brook Cherith. Which flows into Jordan and it will be that you shall drink from the brook and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there Now he was commanded to go it started to to dry up and he was called to go to uh, be provided for at a certain place say there So sometimes we have to position ourselves and be obedient to the Lord to position ourselves to the place Where he calls us to be fed now, it's very interesting that this place cherith means Cutting, cutting. When he when he prepares us, when he causes us to uh, fulfill an assignment, he has to cut us back. Who knows that in John fifteen it says, "I will prune you if you're not if you're not bearing fruit, but if you are bearing fruit, I'll prune you still so that you can bear more fruit." So when it comes to receiving uh, from God, he he was doing works before then, but he had to prepare him for his final assignment. He had to bring him right back. He had to bring him back to a place of cutting, to a place where it's just him and God to a place where he's being fed by the rivers of the living water to where he's relying on, and if you see it here, let's keep reading it says, so he went and did according to the word of the Lord for he went and stayed at the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening and he drank from the brook and it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain so he was there and he didn't move, he stayed put He was fed morning and he was fed night. That tells me he was intermittent fasting. (laughs) Fasting and prayer. But notice he was obedient. There was a cutting process. What happens in the cutting? The cutting is you are separated to God. And sometimes we feel like we're all alone Sometimes we feel like, God, you've left us out on the shelf in the desert. There is, no, there is no movement going on. Well, there is no movement because you're in a place of cutting. You're in a place of being pruned, in a place of being separated before I release you into the next level of your ministry, into the next level of assignment. You need to learn how to let the ravens feed you. You need to learn that it is by the rivers of this uh, water that you're going to be fed. Only will it, your supply come from me during this time. During the time of cutting, it's a time of trusting, going deeper and trusting in the Lord. Then what happened? It dried up. So now he, he asks the Lord what happens. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise and go to Zerapath, Say Zerapath, which belongs to Sidon and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to eat, uh, going to get it, he called to her and said, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself that my son and that uh, we may eat and die obviously she hadn't got the memo from God even though he commanded her it's time to feed the prophet but the prophet recognized her and said to her verse 13 do not fear go and do as I have said but make for me a small cake from it first and bring to me and afterwards make some for yourself and for your son thus the Lord God of Israel the bin of your flour look at this the bin of your flour shall not uh, be used up, nor the jar of oil run dry until the day of the Lord sends rain on the earth. Now remember, from the decree of no rain, there was three years. So now there's going to be a supernatural supply. So he's, he's finished, his uh, cutting the place of the chariot, and he's moved into Zerapath. Say Zerapath. Now Zerapath means refining, the refining process, the refiner's fire. What happens? He gets given another assignment that causes a refining to happen. Not only in himself, but in the, in the process of somebody else. So God then puts us into a place where it's time to start to do some more work. To do a miracle. Has anyone used you to do a miracle? It is part of the refiner's fire. Because when it comes to, um, there's still a drought in the land. There's still that process. And the refining requires you to step out in faith. Now, in all the natural circumstances, who would have gone to a widow with her last meal? And sometimes it looks like to us the, the direction that God has given us, that totally does not look like God. It totally looks like the opposite. And you're going to, um, it'll be like you were uh, stepping out in a place where you uh, exposed yourself to the accusations of others. How, how could you do that? Who do you think you are are you really hearing from god but the refiner's fire is interesting because the refiner's fire proves the refiner's fire burns uh you know like how they make gold it burns and boils until the purity uh, impurities come up and so in the refining process gold is being forged gold is being made and so Elijah is going through the refiner's fire. Let's just keep reading and have a look at how he was refined. Now, he's heard from the Lord. It's interesting how you come from the cutting and you're ready to let loose. God, you've given me a word. You've given me a a season where I I can feel the power of God moving. And and he goes and and he does it. And the oil and the flour and there's a a supernatural multiplication happening. He's still in the refiner's fire. Watch this. So So verse 15. Actually, go to 17. Go down to 17. Now it happened after these things that the son, the son of the woman who owned the house became sick. Became sick. And his sickness was so serious that there was no breath left in him. So she said to Elijah, What have I to do with you, O man of God? Have you come to me to bring my sin in remembrance and to kill my son? And he said to her, Give me your son. So he took him out. Can you imagine the miracle is still happening but what's the point in flour and bread when they're dead and they can't eat it in the middle of the process something is confronting Elijah and Paul says there has been a great door of opportunity open to me but there are great adversaries at that same door and so what happens in the proving and in the testing he's being refined so what's he going to do? What's his attitude? Is he going to throw it in, give it up? Do we throw it in? Do we give it up? Well, it looks like there is absolutely zero place to move forward. We've gone out, there's the miracle's been released, but now there's just this there's a greater a greater level of of opportunity for persecution, accusation. He says to the Lord. Then he cried out to the Lord, verse 20. O Lord my God, have you also brought tragedy on the widow whom I uh, lodged by killing her son? And he stretched himself out on the child three times and cried out to the Lord and said, O Lord my God, I pray, let this child's soul come back to him. Then the Lord heard the voice of Elijah and the soul of the child came back to him and revived. And Elijah took the child and brought him down from the upper room into the house and gave him to the mother. And Elijah said, See, your son lives. Then the woman said to Elijah, Now the refining process has been completed. The refining process has been completed and he's come out the other side and it's been confirmed by an outside witness. It's been confirmed by those around him. And the widow says, Now by this i know that you are a man of god and that the word of the lord is in your mouth and is true don't you love that out of the refining process he brings you to a place where others are going to declare yes the lord is in your mouth yes the lord is with you yes i now truly recognize that it is him who is in in your life and he's prepared him for his final assignment final encounter the final showdown this was the last miracle that elijah did but he had to go for what? first through the cutting process the pruning and then he had to go through the refiners fire and as christians and and what i when you were preaching i heard in my spirit a casual christianity will produce a casual result when you don't Hunger and you don't place the value of your faith in the house, in his purpose and in his plan, and and bypass the cutting and bypass the refining, the final assignment is laid wanting. You won't have the substance or the or the or the cut or the the power it takes to confront the very thing that God has opened a wide door to you. Many, many people are called but few are chosen. Many people get an opportunity to walk through the door but they have not gone through the process and allowed themselves to be cut and allowed themselves to be refined so that when they come forward into that place, they're left wanting. We're here to call and slay giants. And we can't want to cheer you and, 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 and tell you it's going to be okay. It's going to come, you're going to come through, but you're going to be faced with opportunities that cause you to have to choose. I've said before you today, life and death, choose life. What does that look like? Well, an opportunity comes to choose Sunday church or choose something else. What are you going to choose? These little things that come before our face are big things at the end of our assignment. They're big things that will equip us if we choose right. Every step towards him is a step towards your assignment. Every, every cho- choice against him, oh, well, that can wait another day, I can do that another time, I can do that any time, is a step away from him. And you're disempowering yourself and you're not doing yourself any favours. God is true to his word and he's always there It's us that chooses to walk away but we choose to press in and we choose to choose life and not death amen 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 Amen. Amen. hallelujah glory to God man I tell you there's about 45 minutes but I'm going to leave it there because it's 12 o'clock but I just wanted to encourage you that you have an assignment to fulfill God's hand is upon this place. And then he showed me another thing too together. I want us to just put your hand on the seat around you and I want you to join in agreement with me and we're going to just believe God. We're going to set loose our faith today. This is a high commissioning from the Holy Spirit that today is a day of new beginnings, a day of turnarounds and a day of increase. That even though that we've gone through the cutting and the refining, there is an assignment that we will be empowered and equipped to perform. So Father, just you see all the hands here laid on the seats, Father, seats that are beside us, we see people. I want you to set your faith loose and see there are people of influence around, there are people that you have influence the <laughs> Around you, God has put people in your life and we see them in church, family members that we're believing for salvation. Right now, Lord God, we bring them before you in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that you have caused our feet to walk on the high hills, to declare a thing and it shall be established. And today we believe you are building your church and the gates of hell do not prevail. That we possess the gates of this time and we declare be loosed in Jesus name. We command Pharaoh to let go of every prisoner that that has held captive in this town we command a loosening we command every family member we command every neighbour we command everyone that's been captured by Pharaoh and we command Pharaoh to loose and let God's people go in the name of Jesus and we declare Father God there be great deliverances over the next four weeks we declare Lord God that you are bringing people to the cross that you are bringing people to salvation that they are not left alone although left out because we have loosed our faith and and don't be surprised right now that God begins to bring people across your path you have been born for such a time as this and God has anointed you to not only give to the poor but to release the captives today let the word be established that the great commissioning has been loosed in your life and there's a new anointing to reap souls There's a new anointing to submit to the call of God. Father, we thank you today for your word. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Can we just pray in the Holy Ghost for a bit? If you feel that was a stirring in your heart, if you feel...